Corona Cigar Company is your one-stop shop for all your cigar needs. Whether that's a brand new humidor, a box of those new cigars you've been waiting for, a top-of-the-line cutter or lighter, a place to enjoy the finest cigars and spirits with friends, or the only cigars grown right here in the Sunshine State, we've got you covered. Come visit one of our retail locations for the ultimate cigar experience. Visit us online at coronacigar.com. How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corona Cigar Studios for episode 190 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for joining us live on Facebook, live on YouTube. And if you're listening after the fact on the audio podcast, thanks so much for listening to How About That Cigar when you drive down the road, when you work out, when you garden, when you do puzzles, lawn darts, when, lawn darts, um, uh, when you walk your iguana. Whatever it is you do when you listen to your favorite audio podcast, thank you so much for making How About That Cigar a part of it. Uh, and we are here in the Corona Cigar Studios. It is episode 190, and we are so excited for tonight's show. 190. Isn't that crazy? One nine, we're, we're getting close to the big 200. We're, 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 we're working on some uh, special plans for episode 200. We're not mm. really... Doesn't it's not nailed down, but we're working on some special plans. No spoilers yet, but no spoilers. Stuffed animals. Uh, huge uh, show this evening. Uh, we're gonna have uh, something very special to give away to one of our lucky mm -hmm. viewers, listeners, followers, uh, loyal people. We love you so much for listening and and watching. Um, and before we get into our special guest, mm -hmm. you know, talk a little sports. Mm -hmm. The Super Bowl is set. It's gonna be the Philadelphia. Eagles <laughs> versus the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, and uh, it's going to be in Arizona. The two teams <laughs> I didn't want. I was really, I, I mean, I have a soft spot for the Bengals because of where I grew up, um, <laughs> but they, both teams that lost, lost in pretty spectacular fashion. They did it to themselves. And all the... You, I'm no nope. all seen it all nope. over the, the interwebs all the stop. the stuff about the, the it's rigged and the refs are the worst and it's all just a big conspiracy you, you gotta stop stop you gotta stop there's refs make bad calls every game and even that third down play that they magically got back guess what happened yeah they punted anyway yeah irrelevant and the and the the touchdown at the beginning of the of the yeah. of the Eagles game yeah. that wasn't actually a touchdown right didn't make a difference didn't matter it would have been twenty four seven instead of thirty one seven yeah so it's just how did the Packers do last week they did not do well actually no they did great they didn't lose so thank you Q for that question the the Packers did not lose. Um, it, it, I mean, I wanted Joe, Joe, Bur Joe Burrow to get back to another Super Bowl, but he's young, you know, he's going to have his chances. Um, I'm excited to see probably the two best young quarterbacks in the NFL face up against each other. Absolutely. Against two ridiculously good defenses. I mean, the Kansas City defense absolutely destroyed the Bengals. They did. And the Bengals have a great offense. Yes. And they just shut them down completely. And the same with uh, 
The Niners defense. The, the Niners defense, but as far as I'm concerned, they were the best defense in the league this yes. season, whether or not on paper. And where was that? And it was just gone. But they, a lot of people said they, they feel like as soon as they knew that Purdy was out, everybody else in the team gave up. Everybody else in the team gave up. And, and you could kind of see you it. You could see it. A little bit. You could. Uh, I, I'm not accusing them of that. I'm just saying it looked like the vibe on their sideline changed completely when when Purdy got hurt. And I don't know. We'll, we'll see how the Super Bowl goes. we got a couple weeks till it comes up. Um, the Wild, Minnesota Wild, are holding steady in third Boom. place. Ahead of the Avs. Ahead of the Avs. Suck although, it, although Dojo. we are hanging on by a thread. Yeah, we are. We are hanging on by a thread. The only reason we're ahead of them is because we have, have one fewer loss yeah. than they do. Right. So it is very it is a very tentative third place that we're holding on to right now. We've won three out of our last five games. I think they're doing pretty well. Um so and and on hockey on a hockey note as well, a little bit of somber news for anybody who is really oh. into hockey. One of the greats of all time in the world of professional hockey, uh, Bobby Hull, the longtime Chicago Blackhawk, yep. one of the best to ever do it, one of the best to ever put on skates, uh, passed away today at the age of eighty-four, I believe. Yeah. So rest in peace, and uh, you know he's got a great legacy that's going to last pretty much as long as the game. Uh, is around so uh, many thanks to him for all the years that he put in on the ice and uh, a lot of fun times watching him uh, going back and watching old old reels of him out there just making great hockey entertainment for people so uh, rest in peace to him uh, and I think that um, you know baseball is I believe 50 58 days away 59 days of somewhere in there yep Baseball is close, so I am like, I'm chomping at the bit, waiting for baseball to get started. I, I texted Miguel after the game, after the Cincy game, and I was like, "Sorry, bro." <laughs> he's I like, "How it feels." He's like, "What are you talking about?" He said, well, "That was oh the football game." He's like, he said, "I don't it's care time about for baseball." Yeah, it is. <laughs> he was he was saying that right after the last World Series game last year. Yeah, he was. Um, so you know, it's like, when does baseball start again? I'm I'm in the same boat, really. Um, I mean, I love football. I I couldn't care two craps less about uh, basketball. I I, I want to like basketball. I used to like basketball. Timberwolves are actually doing all right. I just can't bring myself to watch it for the last twenty years or so. Um, I don't know. I'm just being a Debbie Downer, pretty much. Well, let's uh, let's get into stuff. So let's we do can it. Get, we can go up. Let's do it. So let us now welcome to the show. And if you would please, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together and join us in welcoming to How About That Cigar Live from Smoke In and the Great Smoke 2023, Honest Abe Tababna. Welcome back to the show, brother. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. Um, did notice a couple things uh, this year on HBTC. Um, Bring it. So yeah, what's up? I guess we're not the Drew Estate Studios anymore. We are not literally. Uh, it's brand new. I guess it just happened. I guess. I guess it's a good thing they never sent you all that backdrop stuff, though. I, I do see. <laughs> now, I, I just realized that your room. It's a corner yeah, behind you. That's the corner right there. That is. Yeah, correct. I just noticed because 
it wasn't for that plaque, it, it would look. And, and what's that little square box in the corner underneath your name? So that box, I will grab that actually. I'm At, curious. Uh, the end of each year, we go through this box. I'll go full screen. Oh, are these the cigar man? So Matt's wife. So my wife made this for me. It's a shadow box. And it's got that's, a slot there for putting cool. bands in. And she put the vinyl on, custom vinyl with the logo and says, Ben there, smoke that. And she made that for me. So I hang that on the wall. And this, where I'm, where we're sitting right here doing the show, this is also where I work every day. So, you know, I, and I, I have a lot of cigars. So I finish, I finish the cigar and I put the band in here. And then at the end of the year, we literally just open this up and kind of go down memory lane and see what, what we were smoking a lot of this past year. Well, that is actually pretty cool. But all I know is for a guy who busted your balls for a whole year about not being able to get anything for your studios, I would have asked Smoke In to sponsor your studio and put my balls in a sling and say, okay, <laughs> what are you going to send us? But all I can tell you is you better be calling Jeff and Tanya and having some nice backdrop there because, you know, you know we're a sponsor. We were never asked, but... We're a sponsor of the Rocky Mountain Cigar Show, and I think his studio now puts your studio a little bit to shame. It's kind of very smoking. Bro, you send us background. stuff? <laughs> well, what? I will say that we did. I'm not going to send you stuff now. You need to go to your new sponsor and get stuff. Well, we'll get stuff we from did, them. We did get a very large, a very large box of stuff from uh, the people at Corona Cigar that I have yet to go through. So, and they were very, they were very generous. I'm, I'm just the background of your studio to the quality level of the show you actually produce. Oh, that's that's very kind. Um, yeah, we got to, we definitely got to work on the backdrop. You know, yes. the two as as was it <laughs> was it you or was it Saka? That's like all I see is two by fours or something <laughs> like. I don't remember if it was you or Saka one time. That's like it's just two by fours. What's what's yeah. what's up with that? Um, but I want to get a, I want to get this guy fired oh, up. Oh yeah, my my cigar uh, during the show tonight because it's it's kind of fun when we have somebody on who's not a brand owner because we can just pick and choose what we want to smoke. So I grabbed the Protocol Elliot Ness Maduro. So that's what I'm going to be smoking during the show this evening, and we're going to do that on the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Toast Cam. Oh, and let me, yeah, Justin's not here. Justin, oh, by the way, fun. to our wonderful producer, Justin, yep. we hope you feel better soon. Uh, we are sorry that you're not feeling well, and we miss you a lot because, as you can tell, there's way too many things. There are so many things that go into this. All right. When lighting your cigar, it is important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra-premium cigars of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Silver Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. All right. See, look, look, at, look at that backdrop. Ooh, that that's, is a sexy backdrop. That's pretty hot. I like that. Yeah. That's that's the smoke in studios at the uh, Ryan's podcast. 
He's a great guy. I like that guy. He's such a nice guy. I don't know if you ever had his bacon. Oh, bacon? remind me. Petra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he makes homemade bacon. Fred Ruiz ordered some. I've ordered twice. I just put an order in a third time. It's ruined bacon for us. He makes the best homemade bacon uh -oh. I ever had. Yeah. If, if he ships, he ships it out. Anybody wants to reach out to him, Ryan Miller at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Show. It really is like the best bacon I ever had. That's awesome. I that just, is. just for the first time, like last late fall, something yeah. like that, I made bacon for the first time. And because I always wanted to try it. So I went Costco, got some pork belly, made my own bacon. And it was a lot of fun. And it, it turned How out. How was it? It turned out good. It did. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was. So I will. I'm definitely going to try that again. We can't. I can't run my smoker right now because it's like minus six Nine. or something. <laughs> so running the smoker is pointless to even try. You can't yep. hold temperature in that. Um. So I want to. Uh, you know, obviously you've got the great smoke coming up, but there's also a lot of other stuff going on uh, in the cigar industry right now. Uh, so we're going to talk about a number of different things on the show tonight. Um, and one of the things that, you know, we definitely want to check in on, about is um, we know that these last five or six weeks leading up to the Great Smoke is an absolutely insane time for you. You and your whole team are just like busting ass 24-7 to get this, get all this stuff ready. So how, are, how is everybody holding up? during the, the, you know, the final push of preparations for the great smoke. Um, it's crunch time. And, uh, you know, I, you know, after 17 years, you kind of get good at anticipating the problems for seeing the problem. One of the problems with everything is deadlines. So, you know, what we've gotten good is we've gotten good at giving everybody deadlines way in advance. Um, and cause nobody makes them. Uh, but we still haven't hit zone red of anything yet. Um, couple items still left, but it's just, it's just, it's, it's not, it's not soul crushing work at this point, but it's tedious work and it's a lot of details. And then there's the big labor of packing the virtual packs, getting them ready, making the store ready for transport. Um, but you know, I don't want to jinx it. You know, so far there's been no major crisis, no major catastrophes um we're kind of on time and um you know we just got overwhelmed with tickets selling out way way faster than we expected i mean our vip tickets sold out in a day and i i need between us i didn't even pull the sponsor you know we have some good sponsors of the great smoker year and they get some vip tickets as part of their package we didn't even get a chance to pull those out so i, I need to find a place to make some extra seats this year um, in the VIP section, which I really won't know how to do until we get on the floor and start laying it out. Um, we sold out three hotel room blocks before December 1st, which is unheard of. Um, wow. we're actually, yeah, we're actually going to look to take over a whole hotel next year. Um, okay. I guess the, you know, I've talked to some event people like, man, you, you just take the whole hotel over. You don't buy in the hotel for four days and then you just sell the rooms. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, um, all the other events are all-time high, and uh, the, the virtual component is something that we're finding very interesting this year because last year we were overwhelmed. You know, we, we, we put up 500 because, you know, we only have a certain number of packages. So last year we put up 500, and we thought that would be enough, and it sold out like in less than a month. And a lot of people didn't get a chance who weren't coming down physically 
to get a virtual ticket so they weren't able to get some of those TGS releases that were released prior to The Great Smoke. So we didn't really think about that. It was kind of unfair. So I literally stole another 250 tickets from live attendance and we sold them and we put them on for virtual and they sold out like in four or five days. So we went through so I have 750 tickets real quick, just on the virtual side. Um, so we did more than 750 this year and it's not getting traction like it, it has. So I'm just looking at it from a logistical standpoint. I don't know if the effects of the pandemic are wearing off. A lot of people who weren't comfortable in traveling now want to travel because all our other ticket sales are through the roof, way ahead of yeah. any year we've ever had. So that could be it. So it'll be interesting to see if the virtual component will sustain because there's a high cost to to doing things virtually, right? We have a real production company. You saw the production last year. It'll even be better this year because I was a flat, last year was the first time we did live and virtual at the same time. It'll even be better this year. You know, Michael's coming down and people are traveling and there's big crews and big setup. So that's just from a, um, you know, just logistic standpoint, going to be an interesting data point to kind of really see if doing virtual. I mean, look, we got a, a bunch of emails from people that motivated us to continue to do it. It was very successful last year, but you know, it's just too high of a cost if it doesn't sustain itself. But I don't know. I mean, it could be wrong. It could just be an off year. So we'll see. We're not making any harsh decisions, but that's a uh, a factor I've been kind of watching very closely this year is, is yeah. the virtual. Well, let's walk back a little bit. And for people who have lived under a rock in the cigar industry. What is the great smoke? You know, the great smoke started out as a very simple multi vendor event, you know, in, in 2006, maybe six, seven, something like that. And, uh, it was a local event. We did it right in front of my store. (laughs) You might as well. You're, you've already interrupted me. Good night. <laughs> good night. Good night. Yeah. Good night. Uh, so it was a local multi-vendor event, but I guess it, we it, it got very popular. And the second year, we got calls, and um, people were now traveling from out of state. And it's really funny because I was working late, and somebody called from Boston. He's like, you know, what other events do you have going on? I'm like, well, what do you mean? It's a four-hour event. That's what we have going on. Um, it's like, well, we're flying in and whatever. And when, I never really thought about this as people coming in from out of state. So the third, the guy came down, had a great time. He said, he'd be back next year. I promised him I'll have an extra event next year. So the third year was the first time we incorporated an after party. And I think that's the first year we had a VIP section. Um, yeah. and it just kept evolving and evolving and evolving and growing and evolving in five different venues. And, and now it starts on Thursday and ends on Sunday and, just when you thought you couldn't squeeze any more stuff in after 17 years, this is the first year we're having a tailgate party. Um, it's being hosted by Eric Espinosa of Espinosa Cigars and the Cigar Ruffians. So the Distinguished Ruffians, excuse me, the Distinguished Ruffians, um, a very a national cigar group and their, their yeah. local chapter here is hosting a tailgate party. So, you know, just when you think you can't really add more to what's going on, it continues to grow, you know. So um, it is... It is more than a herf. I mean, I've traveled the country. I've done most events. Uh, there's probably one or two that I still have to make. One I attempted twice and I had to cancel twice. Um, 
it is more than just a hearth. It's more than just a cigar event. It has become a literal production show extravaganza. Yeah. Um, and that's really what it is. It is, a, it is a production. And what's nice is, and you'll see them if you ever come down physically, you have people who will have every lanyard from every year. Yeah. So the I, I would venture to say, unlike most of these kind of events, I'd say probably 80% of the people to 85% of people are, this, are, are the same people seeing each other every year. So yeah. it's kind of gotten dubbed the nickname, the family reunion, which for me is the greatest sign of success is if, if the people who are attending this event are dubbing it a family reunion. Um, but, you know, it puts pressure on us. You know, we tout every year this is going to be the best year ever. You know, and we see it every year and we sound like a broken record, but we, 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 I think we've been successful at standing true by that statement. So we keep finding ways to make it a better, different, positive experience. And, um, you know, if you're out there and you're a cigar smoker and you really haven't, I mean, look, there's, there's different facets of our universe, right? I was just talking about this. I think it was on the dojo. You have guys who just use the product, right? They're cigar smokers. They buy their box online or from a catalog or maybe go to the local store but never spend time sitting in there or they may live by a local store doesn't even have a lounge so there is no social aspect to that store and the product is just incorporated into the way of life you know it's something they use and it's something they enjoy and then you have the other side of it where you have people who are really enthralled as well in the culture of the cigar community and what that means and, yeah. it, you know, anybody who's been to our event or these types of events understands what I'm talking about. But if you're out there and you're catching the show or whatever, and you really haven't, you don't know what I'm talking about, this is the kind of event you need to come down to to really experience it firsthand. And then yeah. if you go back home to wherever you are, you'll learn where these pockets of culture exist, you know, anywhere where people are smoking cigars. So, yeah, yeah it's empty. Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> I'm at home doing a podcast, so it's nice. Everybody's catering to me. Usually I'm in the office by myself. Gotta love um, it. My wife just asked me if I wanted some more tea. Um, oh, tea. Yes. Let's talk about tea for a second. Well, before we talk about tea. Okay. <laughs> we, um, it was like a tangent. Tea. Uh, before we talk about tea, Super. I want to let... Um, because we've been sharing this all over the place because we're excited for the event and... Uh, very excited, especially because uh, uh, to let our viewers know right now that Abe has been very generous to give us a ticket to give away to one of you lucky viewers. And I'm um, putting in the comments right now, and you'll be able to see this whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. Take that link and copy it. Go, go to that link in your browser, and there's a way for you to sign up for this giveaway. And I'm also going to sweeten the pot a little bit because you'll see... On the giveaway page, there's 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 like 12 or 15 different ways to enter on that giveaway page. But I'm going to sweeten the pot a little bit right now, and I'm going to put this up on the screen so you guys can see. If, you, if you're on Facebook or YouTube right now, and you go in the comments and put hashtag TGS2023 in the comments, whether it's in on Facebook or YouTube, that's going to give you an additional five entries. Oh, snap. So go to the link that I pasted in the comments, start there, and then leave hashtag 
TGS 2023 in the comments for an additional five entries. And, and, and Rich, don't forget to put the hashtag in front of it. So, and Abe, can you just walk people through what would they get if yeah, let's they, so, they elect to go on site or virtual? So we're giving away either a virtual or live ticket. So if you win this ticket and you want to come down to the event physically, we'll give you a ticket. Um, the events are all basically outside of your main ticket. We have a lot of events going on that are basically complimentary. We have a big event with Drew Estate um, on opening night, Thursday night in our headquarters in Boynton Beach. Uh, one with Saka. We have a, also another pre-event dinner, but that's a ticketed event. Then you have the main event. Then you have an after party with Matt Booth. Booth, Booth, Matt Booth. <laughs> and then there's a, brunch, there's a brunch the next day. So if, if you want the physical ticket, we will give you a physical ticket. You got to find your lodging and get yourself down here. Now, what you get with the ticket is you get the entry package, which is really an above the top package. It's 32 top notch premium cigars. If you go to thegreatsmoke.com and you click on the package, you can actually see the exact cigar you're going to get. Um, it will tell you what each of the 32, but with those 32 cigars, comes all the event swag, the event ashtray, the event Mardi Gras lanyard, the event lighter, the event cutter, the event bar key, bottle opener, event shot glass, event embroidered hat. You get two bags, a rally towel. I mean, it's a pretty cool package. I think when we start shipping them out to people and they start landing and they show their videos, it's, it's going to be a pretty impressive package. And it's 165 bucks. So I, I really yeah. believe the value of the package is over $400. So, I mean... If I was a cigar person and I had no idea what the great smoke was or I was coming to, we don't want you to do this. We want you to experience the great smoke. But, you know, if I was a cigar person out there and I saw this package anywhere and I said, holy cow, I mean, I'd be buying it just as a consumer, just for the value of what I was getting. Yeah. But um, if you can't make it down, we will ship that package to your house um, or wherever address you choose. And there will be a virtual broadcast where you can, and, and your host, I mean, I'm part of the virtual podcast, but I'm running the live. The actual virtual host is Michael Herklotz of Ferio Tego Cigars with his co-hosts, Kim Keeney and Paul DeGracco of KMA Talk Radio. And they will enter your home or your man cave and literally try to make you feel like you're there physically. And then there's a court, there's a special store online, whether you're a live or virtual ticket holder, where we have special TGS releases and some stupid event day specials where you can enter the store only if you're a ticket holder and participate. So whether you want to come virtual or live, all the benefits are the same. And, you know, however you choose, just let the guys know and we'll get you the proper ticket. Yeah. And we'll, yeah, once, uh, once we select the winner and the winner's selected randomly, but um, I'm going to go through and make sure that the random winner was also one of our viewers here and all that, all that good stuff. Uh, but, but nonetheless, um, you, once the winner's selected, I will reach out to you and you, you let me know if you want virtual or live and I will send the information on to Abe. My, my, my correct, my bad, Gracie or woman cave. You are correct. Or and, and listen, there's, I'm, I'm seeing the people that are on here. There's a good chance you may have a ticket and you and you win this ticket. Share it. Share it with yeah. a brother. Share it with a friend. Who aren't exposed to this experience. This event has gone from, in, in, in less than two decades, 300 people to 3,000 people. And that's literally because 
Every year, people go back and tell five and 10 of their friends. And we've seen it where people come from out of town by themselves, and they come back next year with four or five people. Thank you, baby. When you have people flying in from Alaska. Yeah. The Pousers are some of the best people ever, number one. And uh, when we saw them last year, Michelle was so jacked, and she was like, we came for the first time last year, and we'll never miss another one. Listen, um, did you hear the crazy story about the dinner with them? So we're no, at the pre-event no. dinner, the Red Meat Lovers Club dinner, and someone's talking, and someone says to them, oh, there's another person here from Janelle. And they didn't know about it. So like, who else is here from Alaska? So they put them together, and it ends up being Michelle's son's dentist. So here they knew someone from their home. True story. Neither one knew each other were coming. Neither one even knew they were smoking patrons. Right. And they found out having dinner at the Great Smoke Dinner the Friday night before the main event. So, I mean, that's just mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. I love it. The fact that you get 17% of the Juno uh, population. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so, yeah, if you have a ticket and you win this one, share it with a brother. Share it with a sister, Leaf. Um, We have have 35,000 additional square feet to the new Expo Center. And the goal, oh yeah, our our main exhibit hall, um, I think is like 55, 60,000 square feet, but there's an adjacent 35,000 square feet. So the goal is, the goal is, especially if there's any of those people who know those Cigar Fest people that doesn't exist anymore, those guys got to be hungry yeah. for, for something like this. I mean, if anybody has friends or people who used to go to Cigar Fest because that event's no longer there, this is going to be 10 times a better experience for them. And the goal is to eventually get enough people that we could use that 35,000 square feet that would be totally only manufacturers only. That would be where the pit is, the cigar. And then we would yeah. use the main exhibit hall all for the entertainment, the food, the booze, and the fun. But yeah. we got to get there. And we don't get there unless everybody keeps telling all their brothers and sisters of the leaf of how epic this event is. Because I know, because I see it every year, the people coming to this event are hardcore lovers of the event. I seldom hear, I mean, listen, you you get you get the one guy every now and then, ah, the cigars ain't worth, ah, the food, the food wasn't great. I mean, what do you want for, you know, when you're cooking for 3,000 people at once? I mean, you know, <laughs> listen, I've been to them. Most of them are just like, you know, um, yeah. pulled pork on a bun or whatever. I mean, we have four different food stations. I mean, you know, we go all out. But I, in 17 years, it's always so positive what we hear from anybody. And and the do stuff, the do stuff we do hear about, we improve on. We take it seriously. And we we put it together and we try to improve it every year. And I think, I think that dedication to the improvement is really what keeps everybody coming back. So, you know, don't be shy. Spread the word because you, everybody who's has a ticket or knows about this event has friends or, or, or you know, fellow aficionados who haven't quite experienced it or seen it or figured it out yet. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Chad comments. He, he, we met Chad for the first time in person last year at at the great smoke. And we, we met so many, I mean, we like family reunion. That's, that's a great description because we did get to see so many people that we have known for a few years, but then we got to, meet some people that we've known through Facebook groups uh, or smoke in social or, 
you know, uh, Instagram or people who watch this show or listen to this show and, and get to meet them for the first time. It's just, it's, and the, it's different. It's a completely different vibe than like the cigar trade shows. Cause the people are there to do business and, and, and buy stuff and sell stuff. It's different. It's, it's, it's a community event. And, and, and I'll say this for me that, and I know a lot of people are the same way where, um, you know, going to the great smoke last year and people, people have this assumption that, you know, you do a cigar podcast and you never buy cigars and all this stuff. Look, I went to this event last year. I had an absolute blast and Justin and Garrett, all of us had an absolute blast at this event. I spent out of my own pocket an extra $800 because oh, there's geez. cigars that I could only get at that event. And I was like, well, what the, why the hell not? I, seriously, I was there. I was like, why the hell not? It's, it's, there's, there's, there's products that I can only get here and it's, and it's a fun atmosphere. And, and I, I loved every second of it. And that's, that's something that, um, and the cool thing is the, the exclusive items that are just, you know, for the great smoke, you can, you can have access to buy those, whether you're at the event or you you're a, a virtual ticket holder. So you can still have access to the, the limited stuff. That was one of the complicated things when we finally went both at the same time. Because after 2020, when we did the, the uh, 2021, when we did the straight up digital experience, we did it all virtual. Um, you know, it was a challenge for us to find a way to do it live and virtual at the same time. And then being able to offer both people equal access to everything. That yeah. was the tricky part, but we ironed it out and we liked the system and it's, and it's, it seems to be working. So very, very cool. Yeah. And poor Chad, when we met him, you know, I was like, okay, you're a doctor, right? Can you look at this rash? I <laughs> 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 won't even ask where the rash was. We won't even well, ask. Yeah, yeah. We won't go there. Oh, he, it was on his perineum. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Go ahead I might and Google have to that. Google that. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, I, I might have to Google that. <laughs> uh, reaction is, I have to Google it now. Yes, yeah. you do. So you were you were going to bust in talking about uh, tea, so go for it. Tea. So, Abe, uh, when, when we connected tonight, uh, before the show went live, I saw that Abe had uh, uh, his tea, and it, it just looked like it was one bag still sitting in there and being around teas for last few years, people have very strong opinions about how long you should let your tea steep for, whether it's, you know, in a bag or if you've got your bougie little tea steeper or whatever like you're doing. This guy has, I may or may <laughs> not have several. Um, and I noticed, uh, Abe had his tea bag still in there. And I said, Hey, you leave your tea bag in there. Not only that, he had two, tea bags go big or go home so abe what what are your favorite teas that you like to drink i'm a standard earl gray irish uh, um, english breakfast i'm a black tea guy i like black yep. teas the most i'm onto any of the fruity or the herbals i like straight black tea um this is my wife made me a different tea than i was drinking um, I could tell by the flavor, but it's also got the bag that you just drop in. So the bag's actually oh, yeah. in the cups. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the perfect example that I give of this 
you know, especially if you're a cigar person, I kind of explain why I like the tea stay in the bag is just like a cigar. If you take the tea out when you're done steeping is when, then you have a very linear drinking experience, mm. right? It tastes the same last drop as it did the first drop. The flavor of my tea continually changes throughout my drinking. The the the, yep. the strength of it, the body of it. So I, I just kind of enjoy leaving the bag in while I drink. Mm-hmm. I like that breakdown. That's that's a good way to put it, especially kind of tie it in with cigars a little bit. I like that. And I you know, most I, most people like a cigar to redefine itself as they're smoking it, right? They want to yeah. see the change in the body, whatever. I don't know why you'd want it any different if you enjoy a cup of tea. I like it the same way. Yeah, I like that. And I almost I, wish coffee could do that. Well, yeah, coffee can't really do it. Actually, a question I have for you, Abe, about tea and coffee, for that matter, is are you one of these people, and and I, no, you know, no judgment, are you one of these people who, when you drink the tea or the coffee, it's got to, like, take the first layer of skin off because it's so hot? It has to be boiling. Okay, so, like, beyond super extra hot. Yeah. And my father will drink it while it's boiling. Oh. Yeah, he's, he's inhuman. But he, will, <laughs> he, he actually has a temperature that he knows. So when he goes to Starbucks, he says, this is how hot you have to serve it to me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I can't tell you how many times you've gone in a place, he takes a sip, of, and you see the smoke billing out. Oh, no, that's too cold. <laughs> just, just go put it in the microwave for about a minute and a half and bring it back. You know I mean? It's just yeah. like, I think it's a Middle Eastern thing. That's, a, that's, a, that's an Arab thing. I mean, they just, they, they drink tea, like, right off the boil. I mean, like, literally. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't. The, uh, even with coffee in the morning, I make I make my coffee, and I have I I don't mess around with coffee. I don't have like a regular size coffee cup. I have a coffee mug that holds like a half a pot of coffee. It's a it's basically a stein, and it holds like I don't know sixty ounces of coffee or something. So I pour the coffee in there, and then I drop in like two ice cubes. Now that doesn't make it cold. It doesn't make it cold. It doesn't even make it lukewarm. It just makes it to where it doesn't remove the skin from my face. When no, I no, it's still I mean, warm. There's still steam coming off of it. For me, the flavor doesn't even taste as good once the temperature starts to change. If as long it as it's not too, if it doesn't cool down too much, if it it once it gets below a certain threshold, then yeah, it tastes really flat and kind of sour. Okay, I'm ready to tell one of my to go put this back in the microwave for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. This is off a of boiler, boiled water. Yeah. You, know, it's, you can't make tea out of one of those cruet cups. That's just garbage. So it's one of the reasons why I don't like the coffee out of the Keurig or even which makes great tasting coffee. We have a very nice Nespresso machine. But I got to nuke it every time it comes out of there. Nothing out of those machines comes out really hot enough for me to enjoy the, the flavor and the taste of it. Um. If nobody has uh, any TikTokers that are watching or listening, you need to go to the Smoke In TikTok page. Yes. Um, yes. Smoke, smoke Joe. In Joe. Hashtag Smoke in Joe. Is fucking hilarious. Yes. Number one. And it was a pleasure to meet him. So I was at uh, the event that Ronnie had up in Detroit. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I see this guy and I'm like, gosh, he looks familiar. 
and he's pretty hot. What? <laughs> Where do I know him from? And we get to talking, and it was like, oh my gosh, yeah. And uh, great meeting you, brother. Uh, we have some ideas of uh, of some some things to do, and it was it was awesome. So my first interaction with Joe was when I saw him do a parody of Melanie Cisco. And it was in his backyard where, and I, and I just, I messaged him out of the blue and I'm like, I, I'm like, dude, this is brilliant. But you, you know what we, you know what we really need to do? We need to do a parody where we get you and Melanie together, right? Oh. You, she needs to be Melanie Cisco. You need to be Melanie Crisco. And I wasn't sure how I was going to take it because we hadn't had that much, you know, a little Facebook, hey, bro, nice, bro, nice cigar. We didn't really have a major interaction. So here I'm having this dialogue. I don't know if this guy's going to tell me you're batshit crazy or, or what. <laughs> he came back and his first response was, do you think she'll go for it? I'm like, I don't know. All I can do is ask, but I think it's hilarious. You know, I think she's a good sport. So I messaged her and Melanie was like, that is the funniest thing ever. Let's do this. <laughs> And I think they did it at Ronnie's shop. It might have been the time you were up there. It might have but been they, while they, 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 they end up going live doing this like interview where Melanie Cisco was interviewing Melanie Crisco. So that was my first interaction with Joe. And then, you know, look, I think what makes our sort of social media powerful and what makes it real is that I'm personally interactive in most of it. And so is my team. Right, it's not just a bot or somebody we're paying to do it. Yeah, neither me or my team is really TikTok ish. Right, we don't understand it, don't get it, we're not into it. You know, I'm barely into IG, but I'm I'm all right with it. And 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 I really enjoy watching Joe's posts sometimes for his own page. And you know, yeah. Joe's always been a big fan. He's a supporter of smoking. I literally reached out to him. I said, "Listen, man." How would you like to do some social media work for us? Very simple. I said, look, you don't got to sell anything. You don't got to do anything. Just do whatever you're doing. We just like the content. We're go we'll say, and, and Joe, I haven't forgotten. I'm just a little underwear. I'm, I'm going to get you some new shirts. We got we to get him a little variety so he's not wearing the same shirt. But, you know, he puts on his smoking shirt. He puts on his smoking hat. And he just does what he does. And I love yeah. it. I've been watching his posts. And, and at least now we got some regular content being done and because it's from somebody genuine who's already a fan and part of our family it still has that same effect for me than hiring a third-party company to go and make crap for you i mean joe gets yeah. it he's part of our he's part of our community he's part of our culture so he is officially hashtag smoking joe which is one of the shirts i'm making by the way for you hashtag smoking joe. i love it love it so much and yeah no he's a uh, great dude and uh we had a blast at that event, and I can't wait to uh, do some fun stuff with with Joe. But seriously, go to TikTok, look at the Smoke In page. Yes, follow it, watch his videos. Worth it. So so funny. He's brilliant. He yeah, makes really some funny. Shit. So one of the I want to kind of jump back into um, into the Great Smoke. Um, one of the things that we were we were really marveled by when we were there and even the year before when it was when it was only the digital experience but seeing Did everything you guys, went, come to the you guys come to the digital one the digital you yes. guys were there for the digital yes. yeah i can never remember it's, it's all blur and haze to me oh yeah were you guys able to come to the studio okay so you saw that no. it was crazy no, we right? saw we saw it we 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 watched it virtually yeah 
wait, okay, you stayed at home and participated in the digital experience. In in so, 2021. We were not in Florida. In 2022, we were in Florida. 2022, we were in Florida. Here about 50 people, but I can't remember who yeah, was there. We, we, we talked audience. about going down for it, but we, we decided to stay here in Minnesota for it. And then last year, we were in Florida for it. Um, Much better but there's, be oh, it's so it was so great. But we got to see all the, you know, not necessarily behind the curtain, but we got to see firsthand there's so much motion happening oh at this event. I mean, from the pregame, you know, getting in line and and you had the there was the big thing going on last year before the actual doors opened for the event with Guy Fieri signing boxes and stuff like that. And then the doors open and you get in there and there's music and there's dancers and there's a huge stage and there's cameras all over the place and food lighting and, and food and drink and all these booths from all the excuse me, all these cigar manufacturers lined up and then there's the pit with all the cigars for sale. And there's, there's cool experiences like set aside for you to stop and do massages, the, haircuts, honestly. Yeah. Massages, yes. haircuts, tattoos, maybe not tattoos. I don't know, but um, it's just insane. And I, I look at this happening just as, you know, somebody who does a lot of logistical stuff in my day job. And I just imagine the delegation that is oh necessary to get to keep all those plates spinning. I I I have to imagine that planning for the Great Smoke 2024 it is there's actually a few things that are already in motion for the Great Smoke 2024 and maybe we 25. Have, we already have the theme in the contract. We already know the date. Uh, yeah. So uh, the, talk a little bit about the 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 planning stages and the delegation necessary just to make a machine like this function so and it's really really funny a lot of adderall right <laughs> a lot of people when they hear how the team that's involved in really putting this together they freak out because it's really like three people wow that's yeah, unbelievable three three people really spearhead the great smoke. Now there's different segments of people who get on board, right? But typically we get the theme. We negotiate. So me and Marissa, my assistant pretty much spearhead the whole thing. We know negotiate the, the contract and the date with the fairgrounds, which we have for 2024. And then we will, we start working now for the cool swag that fits to the theme. Because we got to get that stuff ordered like nine months, 10 months well in advance, right? So we're already working on the swag for 2024, which is basically her and I, yeah. you know? Um, and, and when I say her and I, I'll come up with ideas and whatever, and we'll have some meetings, and then she's tracking it and making sure it all arrives and deals with the Chinese people or these people or whoever it is is doing it. So um, then we send out invitations. And... The people all commit to it, which she keeps organized. And then none of the cigar, well, I shouldn't say none of, I think six to eight are on point, don't miss a beat, and brilliant. Um, the other 22 or 24 of them need hunting down like wild animals in the jungle, which I spent two weeks of my life doing. Like literally 
hunting down, shaming them. Like, you know, it's, it's, that's for me, that's the soul sucking part of the job. That's where I die a little every year because you, it, it literally took me two weeks. Um, people who've committed to stuff, forgot, didn't do stuff. J just so you know, we literally have told everybody, everybody that cigars for the event, the, the event cigar that you're using, we need to have in our warehouse early because we have to pack the virtual events and get those out. And those, you know, those, those cigars go to them. By the end of the year, no later than January 16th. Uh, we're January 30th, and I'll venture to say that five or six of them still haven't arrived yet. And, you know, but, but here's the part. When I call them on the 14th, they say, hey, you know, oh, what? I thought we had till March. Now, mind you, it's bright, bold red when they sign and they pick the cigar, the date, but they skip it. They get sidetracked. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just so... And they're telling me, well, it's still in, you know, Nicaragua. Although, bro, you better start flying or whatever it is you're going to do here. <laughs> but, but I anticipate these things. So they're not crushing, but you have to stay on them. So that's the two weeks of my soul sucking because Marissa will get ignored. This person will get ignored. You know, they won't ignore me. So, yeah. you know, 25 years of doing business, we're friends. They're just not going to ignore me, you know, so. That was the hard part. Um, then we got the graphics guys. So the graphic and video guys are all in production mode now. We're finishing up the catalog. They're churning the way. When I say graphic, this is our everyday team that's doing all the regular work every day. Yeah. Right? Um, that's all being done. And then the warehouse is receiving all the stuff. So on top of the receiving the cigars, they're getting pallets of stuff in for the Great Smoke, figuring out where they're going to lay it make room for two or three months until this event's over you know and then the middle of february they're going to start packing and boxing everything you know for the virtual people but it's not just that so we need to make sure we have product available for sale so we've placed all our pit orders we, we don't pull our pit orders from our regular inventory that's just insane yeah. so we place all our pit orders as it comes in our team checks it boxes it up tapes it up and writes Perdomo pit and they start stacking that aside. Yeah. So almost all our pit orders are in and that's that. Okay. So it, it, it's only a handful of us really that, but, but as far as from A to Z, it's only two or three of us, okay. you know, um, which is insane. Matt Briggs, Matt Briggs and Moxie will jump on handling the, the registers for the store. Cause it created a special store for the physical people there, the new terminals. And this year they have a brand new terminal. Um, uh, Alex will help with the coding of the tickets to make sure the scannings work right. And he works with the graphic people in the catalog and the TGS store. And then we have really one outside lady who we worked with first during a digital experience. And I really like working with this lady. It's really funny because when we made the decision to go virtual, like in June, July, like we had a big meeting, and I called her in and I said, Look, you know, obviously, this, you know, no one's starting events up again. So, you know, I got good news and bad news. I got, you know, good news is we're not canceling events. And she's like, don't tell me you want to do a virtual. I said, well, just listen. <laughs> it's the first words I would just listen. I'm not going to do a normal virtual one. We have a production company that done the Golden Globes and Soul Train and Kings of Coming. We're going to build sets and we're going to do like a tonight show, like a Jerry Lewis telethon QVC had a baby. And she went, oh my gosh, I love it. And <laughs> she fell in love with the culture after that first great smoke. So, yeah. 
what I trust Stephanie to do is all the cool stuff that you see, the stage, the volcanoes, the decor, the settings in the VIP section, some of the entertainment. She helps coordinate all that for me. And she yeah. only started doing that three years ago, which is really takes a big burden off of me because we used to do that too. Yeah. You know, so she well, handles all that. It's the attention to the detail yeah. um, that is really incredible because. Uh, so the, the opening day of TGS is this, uh, is this courtyard that is absolutely packed with people waiting to get into this event. And this is how cool you guys are. Um, you don't just do nothing in that courtyard. You're handing out beverages. You've got um, caricature mm -hmm. artists out there doing caricature. Um, you're taking care of your people well before yeah. the event even starts which says something, um, which it's amazing. And it, it's, it's not just standing in the heat waiting for the doors to open. Right. There's actually something to do and inter, there's, there's interaction. There's, it's, it's a good time. So to be a good host, which is what I consider us, we're hosting people. We're hosts, yep. right? You, you have to think of yourself. Right, I don't want to be standing out there doing anything. So we've always incorporated something, whether it be live. For the longest time, we did a live KMA episode from there. That just became too much. Yeah, you know, I'm on a broadcast from ten to twelve. Shit's burning down. Guys are screaming. I'm trying to do a radio show, and then I mean, yeah. So at some point, we said, "All right, there's going to be no more KMA live broadcast from the Great Smoke." That that shit's coming to a screeching halt. But then we've incorporated live singers. We've incorporated jugglers, you know, whatever. I mean, you, you know, when we realized that people would start showing up two or three hours early, what are you going to do? You're going to let them sit there? So, right. you know, we just constantly think of let's do something, you know, to help pass the time, you know. And it's nice because typically it's in February, so it's not scorching hot. The weather's not brutal. You just got to keep entertained. Yeah. You know, you just got to keep in for a little bit so um we have some interesting stuff lined up for this year well and that's that brings up a question that i had written down that i'm curious about because doing an event like this for 15 16 years obviously you you learn 17. a lot 17 so you learn a lot as you go through it and year after year there's different things there's some things that work that you do again there's some things that don't work that you don't do again so what are one or two memorable things from the past that you've tried thinking it was going to be a, a hit or a, a good addition to the event but it turns out it was not not a good idea some of the some of the flops and if there were none that's a great thing I don't really think we ever had anything that was a flop. Okay, that's good. I, I mean, look, there's always stuff we say, okay, we need to improve on this, right? I mean, or this yeah. is going to change. But just, I, I mean, most of these things, like, you know, we did the, the bull riding, which was very fun. We have the most, one of the most epic clips of the Great Smoke, Steve Hernandez falling off the bull before it started. Yes. I mean, it's fucking hilarious. Jeff from Corona, your sponsor, passed out in his office watching that video because you know <laughs> he has a laughing disorder if he laughs too loud he he passes out unconscious i literally he called to tell me like he passed out watching that video um <laughs> you know after a couple of years of bull riding what are you gonna do 
you know, then we had a dunk tank where we actually got the manufacturers. You were able to dunk Eric Espinosa, Matt Booth, Glenn Case got in it, and we we all that money we gave to the kids cancer. I'm not sure it was kids cancer back then or it was home safe or which charity we were doing, but all that money went to there. We did a dunk tank for a couple of years, and that gets passe and that gets old. Then we had the money machine. Which was cool. Oh, yeah. People got the money machine. They got to get eight dollar bills and whatever they got, they were able to use it right there, then in that day in the pit, you know. Um, so yeah, I really, honestly, I think we've been lucky enough to not have just an epic like. Let me try to think. Um, yeah, I really don't think we did anything that just was terrible or awful. I think anything just changes so things don't get stale. You know, we, you yeah. don't want things to get stale. And I think that's the, the main thing. Um, so, and, and what's really helped us since 2020 is starting to theme the events. Because in theming the events comes all the new ideas of yeah. stuff you can do because now you have a theme. And that happened completely on accident, the idea of theming the events. Um but it's made it now like a Vegas production or, you know, it's a, it's a real production of an event. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think we have epic feels. Now, we sit together, and I say this as a true story, anybody who knows our team, we sit that one of the first things of our Monday morning after the Great Smoke is about five core, five core of us, the heads of the, the retail and the store side, the graphic team, you know, basically Alex, me, Marissa, Stephanie, our event, we will sit in the office and it usually takes about two and a half to three hours and we go through everything. So we literally have a thing. I can show you the screen share. It's in our task manager thing. It was like 106 points of last year that said, all right, this year we need to change this. Okay. You know, and we got to put it. And one of the things we noticed this year is we have to make better notes of some of the changes. Cause like, there'll be like point 44. So the shit, what does this mean? Like it's been a year. Like we forgot what that really means. We have to notate it better to be more distinctive. Because it's fresh in our minds a year ago, but now we're looking at eight months later. Like, God, I'm not. Does anybody remember what this problem was? You know, what does so, green shoes mean? I got nothing. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, some of them it was obscure like that. So, yeah. you know, um, but I mean, it was like 104, 106 points of improvement. I mean, even from something like the water wasn't dispersed enough. There was too many requests for water. Okay. So what we this year, which is really really cool, is we have I think six big sponsor barrels. And instead of people having to find where water is, we're going to spread two in the front, two in the middle, two in the back. They're sponsored. The bottle of water is sponsored. We have one guy who's in charge. That's his job all day. Keep the water barrels filled. If anybody wants know. a bottle of water, access to find a bottle of water. So it's little stuff like that that we just keep trying to make better and better, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, it's very important to us to improve where we can. Like, I remember in production-wise, and it, it really bothered me, was, you know, so the other hard part for me is this is a live broadcast. There's no video editing. There's no walkthrough. There's no rehearsal. You know, Michael's flying in, Kim and Paul showing up, and we're running this. Part of the reason why it comes off so seamlessly is I have a 68, 70-point production schedule that the director is brilliant and follows to a T. Yeah. So I have to think of every transition and lay it out in the thoughts of the director and how he's going to control the cameras and control the transitions and control everything, but it's all laid out. And right. so as part of a buffer, because 
when you're doing just a digital broadcast, it was really easy. We knew the cap was eight hours before Facebook would shut us down. So we just had to finish before eight hours. Yeah. If something ran long, we just cut something else short. We had no hard times to meet. But now that you're combining virtual and live, well, shit, these people are going on stage at 110. Whatever the hell is going on, we got to be ready to queue up at 110. Wherever I'm at, they need to find me and make sure I'm on stage at 108. Get yeah. some people on stage at 110. So it makes it a little bit more harder and a little more difficult. And um, we have that all thought out and all planned. So I have to sit and go through all those transitions and, and everything. And that, that'll take me about 17 to 18 hours of really... And, and when I say thought out, like the video component is mm -hmm. in a folder order of these segments so they know what's queuing up for the broadcast. So we had this three-minute buffers throughout the thing, right? Where it was supposed to say at the bottom of the screen, broadcast will resume in three minutes with a ticker. Yeah. And then we had some cool music to play in the background that matched all the other videos. So during those three minutes, people who had to go to the bathroom could run to the bathroom, you know, and, and, the, and that was something we could have played with to cut it short to two minutes or make a three and a half, depending on how you have to factor all that in when you're doing a live broadcast, right? You need like sponges yeah. that you could slice and dice to, to fill the gaps, right? Yeah. So they didn't play that music. So when I watch it now, it's like three minutes of silence. Oh, <laughs> and it's brutal for me to watch it. Yeah, it's like brutal. So like that's like on my mind. Why do not forget to play the music? Yeah, it's just too brutal. And then the other area was we had this aerial cam, which we thought would be cool, right? We have this big perspective from the sky of everything going on. Yeah, no, because that's where all the smoke was going. So an aerial oh. cam couldn't see anything. Right? Yeah, the aerial cam looked like shit. So we're gonna have <laughs> lower cams on the wall that can be controlled robotically. That'll get more of a ground view of what's going on. And then the music. Yeah. You know, because otherwise it's just three minutes of silence. It's just, it's so <laughs> that, weird. that is brutal. Yep. It's weird, you know, it's weird. Yeah. And then for me, you know, listen, I'm telling you, man, these guys do a great job for coming in off the cold, building everything the day before and then doing all this shit, right? Yeah. I couldn't yell at them, right? I mean, I couldn't get mad. It's like, you know, we forgot to do this. Part. Oh, I'm sorry. But like, I'm livid because like I thought all this up. I put 17 hours into this. I mean, how did you miss this spot? <laughs> you learn to take it in stride. You know, you know. Yeah. It's like a painting, and you just forgot the big brushstroke, like a major brushstroke across the painting, man. I, I laid it out for you, color by numbers. You missed <laughs> number three. <laughs> well, Chad had a good question. Yeah. What's one important thing you now know that you would love to tell yourself back when TGS first started? Never do shirts. Never do what? Shirts? Shirts. So, so I, let me answer that question seriously before I explain my joke. So, <laughs> um, let me see. What would I tell myself? <sighs> That's a great question. I don't know what I could have told myself to make things different or better. Um, 
because I, I think it's it's all process. I can't skip any one part of that growth chain because we learned something there. Um, and, and the problem is you have to learn it by experience because until you know how to handle an event for 600 people, there's no way you can figure out how to do an event for 1,200 people or, eight, you know, so you can't skip that part of it. Um, yeah, we've been fortunate with the Great Smoke, really. You know, I, I really, I really... Um, I, I can't say, but like, you know, we always sold shirts at the Great Smoke. We'd sell a few hundred of them every year. And, you know, I really went over the top to make the digital experience something because I knew most people wouldn't comprehend or understand what we we're trying to accomplish. Right. Yeah. So if we were going to have a couple thousand people watching virtually, you know, let's just give everybody a hat and shirt instead of trying to sell it to them. And they loved it. Yeah. And then we tried it again last year. And, We'll never do shirts again in the package. It, it, it literally is the biggest nightmare. And this is something that they're getting free, right? right? I mean, it's really just package, but you know, you're not really, you know, I promise you the shirt's not really adding nothing to the package deal. It's not where the real expense is. But because they have to understand we only have so many packages. So we can't take your shirt order and figure it out because. People are still ordering tickets two to three weeks before the event. Yeah. Right. So we have to already predetermine that you need a certain number of extra larges, certain larges, mediums. Right? So we do that. So I can't, I don't want to do six variables. So the rule of thumb is we do medium, large, extra. No, we do large, extra large, 2X, and 3X. That's it. If it because, and here's my funny response to that. If you're below a large, you haven't fully developed as a man yet. Sorry. <laughs> and, and let's face it. If you're over 3X, you have to lose weight. And I'm in that category. So nobody can see shit. You're too fat. You got to get down below 3X. All right? 3X and below. Anything above 3X, man, it's a sign from God. No one should be making close to you. Lose weight. Okay? So that's my response to the shirt sizes, right? The male universe should exist between large and 3X. So we factored it down to four, right? And then we, so we put in with the tickets that there are 650 larges available. Yeah. When those are gone, you can't order a large anymore. Mm -hmm. Yep. So people would go on, well, I want a large, but this won't well, let me, oh, I'm just going to order 2X. And then they will email, hey, I ordered 2X, but I need a large. Um, <laughs> you couldn't order a large. So this yeah. was an ongoing debate with hundreds of people, oh. right? Well, I'm a large. Well, large sold out. What do you want me to tell you? I don't have more large. You know? And then that doesn't include the emails, the plethora of emails. You know, I ordered a large, but I'm really a 2X. Or I've lost 20 pounds. Can I change my shirt? Or I've gained 30 pounds. I up my shirts. So, yeah, we'll never do shirts again. Done deal. We'll make, yeah. We're making a couple of shirts. They'll be available for sale there. If anybody wants a cool, I mean, I'll give you guys a sneak peek. They haven't been printed yet, but I'll give you guys a sneak peek. It's actually a pretty cool looking shirt. Ooh. It's just a t-shirt, people. I'm going to let you guys know. I think you guys, are gonna, you, your fans are the first to see it outside of our organization. I love it. Oh, you guys have no idea how special you are. So let me just pull this. Come on, you silly phone. All right. Now I got it. Okay. Now, you know, I apologize. It's his screen computer, but I'll try to blow it up. 
kind of a cool looking shirt. There you go. I love it. Oh, that's sexy. Yeah, that's dope. It's kind of a cool looking shirt for a Mardi Gras. Shirt. Absolutely. We'll have a couple of little. We'll have a couple of hundred of those available for sale. Um, and when they're gone, they're gone. But giving yeah. away shirts and letting people order by shirt size, I'm sorry, we love everybody, but that just makes everybody suicidal. We can't <laughs> put it anymore. It's too much. It's just too much. Well, I think. I mean, I'll ask you. Mm. Is it time? Oh. I think it is time. Are you sure? I'm I'm damn sure. All right. It is now time for this week's Numero de los Muertos. And as always, Numero de los Muertos is brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. Honest Steve here from Smoking Cigars. It is that time of year again, the Great Smoke 2023 Mardi Gras Madness. Whether you're coming down live or you're going to be enjoying the event from the comfort of your own home, your ticket price includes this epic package. It's one of our greatest Great Smoke packages in the history of this event. Over $400 worth of product and great swag for the low cost of $165. Do not hesitate. Tickets are selling this year faster than ever. Go to www.thegreatsmoke.com and get your live general admission ticket, your virtual ticket if you're going to enjoy from home, and tickets for either the dinner or the brunch. Epic time. We can't wait to see you all there. The Great Smoke 2023. Mardi Gras Madness. God, what a handsome fellow that was. <gasps> hey! So, first off, as far as ash, yeah, we have 15,000 beads. So, people are going to be home with a shitload of beads. All right. We got plenty 000. of beads. 15,000 beads. Nice. Um, so, this is my daughter, Petra, who I bought her on for, for this segment. Petra was one of the entertainment pieces. It was a surprise piece. We didn't tell anybody. We didn't tell my family who played during the digital experience, one of the many entertainment people we had. She played two songs on the violin. She has worked the Great Smoke. She has been our uh, last year at the um, last luau. She was the VIP gatekeeper. Yes, you know. So That's she funny. she stood she stood at the VIP gate checking people's lanyards. And this year, she'll be working the great uh, smoke in swag booth. Where if you and I believe both of you two are as well, if you are a member of the smoke in social Facebook group, our private mm -hmm. Facebook group, great community, um, we call you a socialite. We have made socialite patches so everybody could recognize the other socialites. All you got to do is go to the smoke and swag booth where Petra will be, show her that you're a socialite member, and she'll give you a patch you can slap right on your shirt so all the socialites of the Great Smoke will recognize each other and know who other socialites are. Nice. I love That's it. Awesome. Love it. Well, and uh, Petra, will play, Petra will play, you know, numero do muertos with us. Fantastic. Awesome. I love it. Are you familiar with uh, with the game Numero de los Muertos, Petra? No. All right. Well, let me uh, let me run you and anyone else who hasn't seen this through what this game is. What I do every week is I give out a a, a number in rough uh, rough situation, and what we try and do is figure out how these people died. 
sounds super morbid, but I guarantee it's <laughs> and, and this is the uh, segment that Abe loves to sponsor. Yes. And we love it. <laughs> so this year, or this, uh, this, this episode for 190, I have, on average, uh, 360 people a year in the U.S. die from this. However, in 2020, it spiked to 1,700. Whoa. From what to what? 360 to 1,700. That's a big spike. So on average in the U.S., 360 people a year die from this. But in 2020, it, it spiked up. Is it medical? Uh, it is n not medical. It is uh, not medical. I was going to say vaccines. No. So it's not trains. It's not falling off the balcony. It is How not getting killed by groundhogs. So it's got to be something during COVID. There's There's not I love it. It's not, it's not their spouse. <laughs> Although that probably did spike a little. I'm, I'm guessing the flu. No. It is not the flu. <laughs> well, that, that, that would have been medical. medical yeah. That would be medical. Heartbreak. Um, uh, we did heartbreak. We did heartbreak recently. recently yeah. yeah. It wasn't suicides, was it? Nope. Um, I was going to say that. Would these be considered workplace accidents? They are not. Okay. Are vehicles involved? Vehicles are not involved. Okay. Is it, is it, does this happen in public places? Um, it could, but typically happens in a home. Yes. Home remodeling. It is not home remodeling. It is not anxiety. It is not falling off. Oh, well, that was my next guess. Okay. Um, is it drowning? It is not drowning. Um, I'll just say it is not animal and uh, nothing to do with animals. So no animals, no vehicles, not a workplace accident, not a, not medical. Right. Uh, it's not barbecue fires. I like that. That's a good answer. Uh, it's not choking. Um, boredom. <laughs> um, maybe only with your dates. Only with your, only your dates, yeah. Quentin. <laughs> By domestic violence? Oh. No, I did do that. We did that, yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, man, this is a tough one. It is. What spiked in 2020? So everything you did during the pandemic. Um, someone made a comment that this may help cure COVID. The vaccines? Mm -mm. Uh, not electrocution. Ooh, snoring is good. I think I did do sleep apnea. Maybe? I think you did apnea. Um, Rich Jordan, who is actually in studio with us right now. Um, Oh my Are you God. serious? Yeah. Donald Trump, the old Donald Trump thing with drinking bleach. Oh my God. Wait, what? Drinking bleach, bleach. people die. Bleach. 
Normally, 360 people die on average a year from drinking bleach, except during COVID, it shot up to 1,700 people that year died drinking bleach. Because of Donald Trump? Somebody made some stupid press conference and he said, like, you might as well drink bleach. You know, and next thing you know, everybody was saying, well, Donald Trump says drink bleach and it'll cure COVID and whatever. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I would have never guessed that, though. Nice job, Rich. He's and Rich is literally sitting right over here. He's he's live in studio with us during the show tonight. It makes so. sense. I knew it had to be something that happened during COVID. That was actually brilliant. Yeah, it makes I sense. was going to say hydrochloroquine. Oh, interesting. Well, and I but you that's, know, and that's hard to yeah. so. Um, about thirty-five thousand people went to the hospital in twenty twenty for. Um, bleach or other cleansers uh, ingestion that year. Jeez. Unreal. Darwin, uh, PSA? Darwin, Darwin, Darwinism at its best. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, PSA? Don't drink bleach. Don't drink bleach. Don't drink yeah. bleach. You heard it here. Yeah. Don't drink bleach. <laughs> so that was this week's Numero de los Muertos. And a fine so daughter, Muertos it was. So my daughter informed me today that she wants to start her own podcast. That's fantastic. Yes. What are you what are your interests? What do you want to do the podcast about? Um I, I wasn't really too sure when I um kind of first thought about it, but it kind of unraveled from my first idea was um growing up as a biracial person because I don't think people kind of care what or not that they don't care but don't really think about how biracial kids grow up and it's mostly like oh black kids grow up like this and white kids grow up like this and it's like we have kind of our own issues too Mm -hmm. Um, so I figured maybe I could speak on that and then I just kind of thought growing up in generation z which is just a very very interesting <laughs> generation yeah. so i figured i could discuss that um and my point of view is someone living through it and not just witnessing it from an older age or way younger age and kind of speaking my own personal thoughts on it so i figured that would be an interesting topic that you know everybody could listen to whether you're my age or you know your age or you know whatever i told her it sticks to her you know what it is to be a young girl in high school these days yeah you have all those topics that fall into there your multiracialness your multiculturalness your generation z yes it just keeps you from pigeonholing yourself into i'm going to talk about this every week right i mean so um you know i told her i'll help her out and this is stream there this is the the production yeah, thing so I was you talking about. Okay, yeah, right. so um, she well, may have I, her own. And I will tell you, Petra, that a great resource back four years ago before, you know, we're getting ready to start How About That Cigar and before we even did the first podcast or the first live stream, I learned a lot from, there's a, I'll give a shout out to a, a great YouTube channel called Think Media. Yes. And they teach they teach a lot about how to get started with audio podcasting, with video streams, all the stuff you need to know to start with like zero budget and just get get moving with it. That I got a lot of great 
ideas and inspiration from that channel. So check out the YouTube channel called Think Media, and they you'll get a lot of good ideas on on how to just get yourself rolling. Well, she's got Abe's yeah. money, so I mean, and she's gonna, yeah. You want a studio? No, you don't. She's got <laughs> Abe's help. No, you don't. Well, we right, uh, we Bye, would guys. be your biggest cheerleaders. Do it. Do, do it. it. Yes. Start that podcast. We will subscribe. Yep. There you go. You got fans already. Look at that. Well, let's uh, let's jump into the lightning round. And the lightning round is brought to us by J.C. Newman Cigar Company, America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brickhouse, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and The American. J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Relo Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or their visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. All right. Can so, I help you plug in your can I have you plug in your sponsor real quick before we absolutely. go to the slide? All right. So, you know, one of the cool things about the Great Smoke is the manufacturers who are involved in it, they really like getting into it. Steve yeah. has a special password. You tell him you get a bonus cigar. Eric's making a hundred special cigars for the tailgate party, the first time people. So JC Newman did a pretty cool thing this year. And you know, since you brought it up, I said I should talk about it about the great smoke. Yes. So I don't know if you've seen these, but they have these model replicas of the clock tower. Yes. Yes. Okay, they're little things about this big. And then when you open them up, there's six cigars inside. Okay, so they're giving that away with uh, anybody who buys any one of their boxes during the Great Smoke. Whether you buy it at home virtually or there, we'll, we'll ship it to you. But the coolest thing about this, I thought, was pretty genius is there's a little QR code in that little tower, mini tower. Mm -hmm. And if you scan it, you get entered to win an all-expense-paid deal. will fly you down to give you that tour of the El Relo factory, wow, which I think is pretty cool. Awesome. So I think that's pretty cool. So, I mean, Absolutely. You know, it's extremely great tour. It's a great historic part of town and they will fly you in and give you a tour. So that's kind of another cool little perk of the, you know, uh, experience perk, I call them, of the great smoke. And um, that's from the fine folks over at JC Newman. So I helped you give them a little plug there too. Love it. I, that's fantastic. That's a great idea. And um, we have we haven't been ourselves, but we have heard from dozens of people who've been on that tour that say it is absolutely a blast. We got to make it happen. Yes, we mm. will definitely make that happen. Um, all right, so Abe, you've had you've been on the show a few times, and you've had some of the some of the oldie but goodie lightning round questions. So we've got we've got some fresh ones for you. Mm -hmm. So and and actually, some of these are are so new they're not even written down. Like we did <laughs> weeks ago. Um, when, when Justin was on. Oh yeah. Um, so what's your favorite breakfast cereal? Ooh. Hmm. It's a tough one. It's, it's between two. Okay. Okay. It's, it's down between two. I just don't know if I could pick one. You can. Name okay. Them. So I have, I have to go with the younger me and the older mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Right. Because I think that's, that's I think the older me can't give up the younger me favorite yep. cereal. So the younger me is Apple Jacks. Love it. Yeah. Classic. Okay. Older me, cinnamon toast crunch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Now yep. here's and and I I learned this by accident years ago. 
probably 10 years ago when my kids happened to have both those boxes of cereal in the cupboard at the same time. Yep. Mix them together. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it. Yeah. It's that's legit. All right. I want to know why yeah, we, call it, we call it cinnamon toast, toast crack. <laughs> cinnamon toast crack. Yes. Uh, I want to know why uh, Chad hates the roof of his mouth. Yeah, peanut butter, Captain Crunch. You can have like two spoonfuls of that before all the skin peels loose from the roof of your mouth, bro. Listen, I don't know. I don't know. The, just people from your parts of the country have weak roofs of mouths. Can't yeah. drink hot coffee. Can't eat. Yeah, we're weak. You yeah, know, we're weak. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it must be a regional thing because I mean, <laughs> if you can't handle peanut butter, Captain Crunch, don't even go Crunchberry. I don't know. Yeah. Crunchberry is Crunchberry is tougher. Crunchberry is like oh no, like Crunchberry is worse than peanut yeah. butter Captain Crunch. It's like gravel. It is. <laughs> and here's this is so weird that it's we're like talking about this grit. right now. Uh, that we're talking about the roof of the mouth because you know you know the comedian Stephen Wright who says things oh that God. are just I love it like you know uh, nonsensical but but make perfect sense at the same right. time. What we call the roof of our mouth is actually the ceiling of our mouth. The roof of our mouth is actually the top of our head. I hate it. Just saying. Okay. It just a literal that popped into my head like within the last week while I was brushing my teeth. But you can say the top of my mouth. Yeah. 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 So anyway, Problem that's uh, one of those completely useless things that popped into my head during the last week while I was brushing my teeth. Makes sense. I mean, listen, there's a lot of great cereals, Fruit Loops, Fruity Pebbles, Cocoa Pebbles. I mean, but, you know, if I just had to name two, those are the two. That, 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 oh, yeah. If I had Honey a choice of about all I could have forever, those are the two I could live with. Fantastic choices. Um, and Garrett had a great one a couple weeks ago. Uh, do you remember what it was? No. So when you were a kid... Did you have a favorite lunchbox? Oh yeah, I do remember. I wasn't a lunchbox kid. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, I was a blue ticket, eat in line, you know, school kept, you know, garbage yeah. kid. We really even we, in elementary then, school. Why wouldn't it be in elementary school? I'm confused. I don't know. I guess in elementary school, I just felt well. My like you said it, like even in elementary school, as if they don't have school hot lunches in elementary school. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I guess they do. Yeah. No, as early as I can remember, I remember we used to get these five tickets for the week. Yeah. My little blue ticket was my little lunch line ticket, and um, you know, if something was going on or whatever in a blue moon, my mom just paper bagged it. So I, I never got it. Had a lunchbox. Ever okay, you know if if I was gonna have one during that era, I mean, like you know, I guess how what age is lunchbox use? Is that like oh, like kindergarten through like fifth grade, yeah, so, so like third grade, fifth grade? So yeah. that's nineteen seventy. Fifty. I mean, if if, if Star Wars was out, maybe it'd been oh Star yeah, Wars. very popular lunchbox back in the day. Easily. I remember reading, yeah, I remember reading Return of the Jedi. So, um, yeah, it would probably would have been a Star Wars lunchbox if I if, if I if I had a lunchbox. That would be an educational guess. Awesome. Um, so, Garrett, this one is for you. Mm. And I, uh, Garrett, or uh, Abe, I'm pretty sure you haven't had this question yet. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited not. to hear your answers to this one. All right, Abe. The zombies are coming. You get. 
three draft picks from the cigar industry to be on your zombie apocalypse survival team. Who do you pick and why? So you got to be smart about this. Yep. You don't want anybody who's going to eat a lot. <laughs> got to take that off the map right away. <laughs> right? We're rationing food here. So, you know, I, I, you know, you know, I know Juan Canso is a cop, but, you know, I, I'm not fighting him for food. So, <laughs> you know, um, wow, that's a good question. So, you know, from the cigar industry. Oh, I think you need a combination of smarts, strength. So, see, you can't pick a guy like Michael Herklotz either, because he'd definitely fall in the smarts category, but the zombies will take one look at him and run right past him and go for us. So <laughs> he's just too thin. You know, there ain't nothing, I know meat on them bones. So, <laughs> You get scratched off just for that. Um, <laughs> so I'm thinking marksmanship, right? Because you need a good shooter. Got to have a good shooter. Yeah. Um, I think Jeff Borschwitz is going to be on my team. Yep. Love it. Great choice. Right? You know, he's a little chunky. So he, you know, he's, we're kind of competitive as far as who looks like they're a good meal. So I'm, I'm not like singled out as the slow fat person, right? You know, um, he's definitely got all the armaments, yep. right? All the accoutrements, also survivalist mode, you know, got a yep. lot of, you know, end of the world theory. So, I mean, that dude's probably got bunkers all over the bottom of his house. He's definitely got so, a bunk out bag. He's got a bunk yeah. So yeah. Jeff Borschwitz is my first round draft pick. I think okay. thinking this through well, he, he, he's got the smarts, he's got the build, he's got the resources. So that's, that's my number one draft pick. I got two more. Two yes, more. Two more. Wow. Okay. Two more. Well, we need someone who could communicate with them and talk their language. So I'm going to pick Eric Espinosa. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a pretty bad motherfucker. But you know. Oh. Oh, bro. What are you going to do? Yeah. So we need somebody who could, who could trust. I mean, it's it, honestly, I think Rainier, you know, Lorenzo Rainier could probably communicate with them better, but yeah. I think Eric is more of a badass, so he kind of yeah. gets the edge over, you know, Rainier <laughs> on that one. On the <laughs> so I need we need an Eric Espinosa, and I think we got one more. I don't, I'm not watching this on my phone, so I'm hoping at least I'm getting a lot of laughs on some of these comments. Oh, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, one more. I think the third one would be Paul DeGracco. Ooh. Okay. Is, I, yeah, I need an explanation. Yeah, what does one. Paul bring to the table? The sacrificial lamb. In a shit case scenario, he's throwing Paul. No, no, no direct loss to the team. <laughs> Gotta think it out. Well, and he can distract the zombies with the Disney oh, costumes. Literally. Oh, yeah, man, we can put a Mickey Mouse outfit on. Sacrificial lamb. Got to have the sacrificial lamb. That's Paul DeGracco. So I love that kind of covers it. I love it. 
All right, Thank let's you, jump sir. into this week's notable smokable and notable smokables are brought to us by Luciano Cigars. Notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. Uh, so, Abe, you have been through this before. Each week, we name a cigar that we smoked recently that was notable to us. It could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we smoked for the first time in a long time, or it could be a cigar that's brand new to the market that we tried for the first time ever. So, Abe, what was something you smoked recently that really stood out? I mean, it's like the worst time to ask me this. Um, <laughs> honestly, all I've smoked in the last week was the Alec Bradley. I'm down to my last stick. And then we've been working on a micro blend project. And we've been, we've been, we're kind of a dead draw on two different wrappers. So I kind of been smoking a lot of those. I, I really, um, oh gosh, in the last week, maybe I go back further than a week. Yeah. Um, Oh, I just smoked something recently that I was impressed with. What was it? Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I really liked that I was really taken aback with. It was just the yeah. other night, uh, Saturday. Um, we smoked the Timeless Black that Herklot sent us for the TGS dinner. I know it's not uh, but me and Alex both smoked it, and we, we you know, so here's the thing with with, the, with these TGS releases, right? When we do a micro blend, we're very involved in the process. We get a lot of blends, we narrow it down, we keep going the process, and this is why it takes like over a year for us to get a micro blend out. By the time we nail it all down and work it all out, for these TGS releases, we are really uninvolved in the process. We ask these companies, "Would you like to do something special?" They all say yeah, and they go out of the way. So a lot of times, I'm smoking these for the very first time when they get here. So, um, in fact, today is Monday. This Wednesday, our third release drops, um, our first time ever project with Robert Holt, um, is dropping this Wednesday at 7 p.m. So uh, I haven't smoked it yet. I'm literally going to smoke it for the first time, 7 p.m. this Wednesday, and see what it's like. But I've been I really been enjoying the Alec Bradleys. Um, I was enjoying the DTX uh, 127 that Steve Socket did before that. But I really was taken back by the timeless black that we just smoked on KMA this Saturday. That's going to be, he only made 300 bundles, and that's going to be available to everybody at the TGS dinner first. And whatever's left over, which we had some even from the year before, because only 200 people at dinner. Uh, whatever's left over, we will bring to the event the next day so other people will hopefully have a chance to get it too. But it, 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 if you see it and you get a chance, pick some of it up. Because both Alex and I were talking about Can't it wait. after the show. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Love it. Can't wait. Uh, Garrett, what was your notable this week? So, uh, I smoked a Adventura King's Gold, and it had been a few months for me. Yeah. And that cigar continues to blow me away. Yeah. It's a really nice blend. It I like that one too. Such a beautiful cigar. Yeah. Do you remember the size? That you smoked um it was the um it was the toro toro yeah um i love i love that cigar uh i think it's a great great blend great it's representation unique. of it's, uh yeah broadleaf absolutely yeah it's beautiful so my notable this week is i i did go back uh in time a little bit and i smoked a tennessee waltz from crown heads mm. for the for the first oh, time very long time i i remember when those cigars first hit the market i went crazy for that cigar yep 
and it is still so so good um so if you um if you see the tennessee waltz from crown heads on uh on a store shelf somewhere definitely pick up some because man that cigar is just so beautifully done great flavors yep. incredible aromas sometimes that's the great fun of going back to something you haven't had for a long time ago because you forgot why you enjoyed it so much yeah yeah mm-hmm. i love doing that so uh, so that was this week's Notable Smokables brought to you by Luciano Cigars, improving lives through fine cigars. Visit LucianoCigars.com to learn more. So we have some coming attractions to tell you guys about, and those are brought to us by A.J. Fernandez. A.J. Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The A.J. Fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend, strength, and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Dias de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from A.J. Fernandez. So next week on the show, we have a very special guest that I'm going to let Garrett tell us all about. This is crazy. So there's a a new series on Netflix called Pressure Cooker, and it basically is a it's a cooking show that has this um, reality show component to it. Competition kind of vibe. Yep. And um, one of the contestants on the show is uh, from Minneapolis and. I'm not going to give anything away, but watch the entire series. And I just reached out to him on Instagram and uh, he hit me back and we, you know, started a conversation. I told him I went cigars and he was like, bro, that it's my love language. I love cigars. And uh, we hung out and we're going to do something really cool next week. Yeah. We're not exactly sure, but we are going to do some kind of food cigar situation. Um, He's a great chef accomplished chef and um so we're we're really excited for next week so his name is ed porter and um yeah uh, it's gonna be bonkers i love it very excited for that that's gonna be a good time uh so uh abe if you would please and, and actually let's give one more one more hit to our viewers uh right now and that is guys if, if you have not yet go in the comments on youtube or facebook if you haven't done it yet, type in hashtag TGS2023, hashtag TGS2023. Type that in the comments in YouTube or Facebook right now, if you haven't already. And that's going to get you an additional five entries into uh, the giveaway for uh, Ticket to the Great Smoke. And I'm going to put the link once again in the comments, and you'll be able to see that on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, so go to that link, uh, complete the uh, the entry process, and then I'll also factor in your uh, your hashtag on the comments here. Uh, and plenty of ways for, to enter. Mm-hmm. Only uh, there will be only one winner, and you will be able to select a live in person ticket or a virtual ticket uh, for that event. Uh, and Abe, if you would please give our viewers and listeners an idea the best place for them to get all the info about Smoke In and The Great Smoke. So uh, the best place to get all the info on The Great Smoke is go to thegreatsmoke.com. There's a fax, F-A-Q, big thing in the upper left corner. Click on that. That should answer about 98% of any question you have regarding The Great Smoke. 
as far as smoking, our organization, follow us on IG and on Facebook. Join our private group. It really is a lot of fun. Yes. Um, yeah. Smoke social, smoking social on Facebook. It's three simple questions. Answer them. You know, if you're not a bot, and you know, you're, you're pretty much getting in. And um, you know, check us out on smoking.com and got a great rewards program. One of the best cigar of the month clubs out there, and specials all the time, and the best customer service out there. So check us out at smoking.com. Love it. Abe, thank you so much for being our guest on episode 190. We so much appreciate it, brother. Thank Best. you. My pleasure, you, brother. All right, viewers and listeners, guys, thank you so much for being the best part of How About That Cigar Live. We appreciate you guys watching live on Facebook and live on YouTube. If you're listening after the fact on the audio podcast, again, thank you so much for listening to How About That Cigar from your favorite audio podcast platform. Take just a minute, if you would, please, and send us an email at... The website, HowAboutThatCigar.com, you can ask us any questions you have right from the website there. And follow us on all your favorite social media platforms at HBT Cigar. And, of course, until we see you guys next time, burn cigars. Not bridges. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company, HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium cigars.